This podcast is sponsored by Agroplante. Imagination, innovation, science in action. We know it's been tough managing inputs and resources lately. That's why we're inviting you to the Inputs Ag Summit on January 10th in Fresno, California. This event is a lifeline for specialty crop growers, PCAs, CCAs, and applicators alike. It's your opportunity to get help in today's challenging landscape. What will you find at the Input Ag Summit? Cost-saving seminars, networking with experts, special panel discussions, and solutions for hard times. Visit myaglife.com backslash events today to sign up for this new and exciting conference. As a disclaimer, views expressed in interviews are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent those of My Ag Life, JCS Marketing, and its employees. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by the top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazine. Here is your host, Taylor Chalstrom. All right. Hi, welcome to My Ag Life. Today, we're talking with Mike Wade of the California Farm Water Coalition about updates to the Sites Reservoir Project and really the importance of improving the state's water management system. Mike, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here today. So, Mike, for those that may not be familiar, just to provide some context on the Sites Reservoir Project, can you explain it and really how substantial it would be for California water management uh, once completed? Well, Sites Reservoir is an excellent project because it's multi-benefit. It's a large project. It provides additional water supply for the state, and it uh, provides a lot of other benefits from uh, urban water quality, Bay Delta water quality, environmental benefits, in-stream flow. It's like an... uh, you know, all-purpose tool that's meeting a lot of the challenges that we have today in water supply for California. So we're very excited about this project. Definitely. And one aspect of it, it it doesn't draw, like, there's not a a source of water flowing into it. It's kind of taken off of the the Sacramento River. Is that that the case? Sites Reservoir is an off-stream reservoir, meaning you're right, it doesn't block a river or a stream. Uh, It's going to be created by building a few small dams, uh, smallish dams in um, an area about 10 miles west of Maxwell up in Calusa and Butte counties. And it creates a one and a half million acre foot storage reservoir that water during wet years like we had this year can be pulled from the Sacramento River and pumped into what will become Sites Reservoir. Definitely. And in some really great news, you know, my governor, Gavin Newsom, actually certified the the Sites Reservoir project to be fast-tracked for construction, which is big because it's been talked about for the last four decades here. Um, And it's the first time he's exercising his power under this new state law to kind of streamline that process uh, to break ground on infrastructure projects. I mean, can you really kind of just explain what this means for a project of this caliber? Sure. Uh, I think we should start by giving credit to Senator Caballero, who um, authored, she was a principal author of the bill. And this is 
a, a real step forward in California being able, and I want to say, return to our ability to build projects. And it's not just water supply, it's transportation, it's energy, it's all of the things that we're looking for to bring California back to the golden state that it once was and help help meet the, the growing needs of our population. And water supply is a huge part of that. So uh, kudos to the Senator for authoring the bill and appreciation of the governor for uh, his support and signing it and making uh, our ability to move forward in a faster way to get all the kinds of projects we need in the state built and online to help support the 40 million people almost that we have living here. Definitely. What is the law specifically like? Is it is it bypassing certain you know existing measures that would prevent um, these projects from from happening sooner? I mean, what 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 exactly is the law saying can be done now? Yeah, great question. In summary, SB one forty nine reduces the length of time for the judicial process on environmental review. Sounds like a big deal. It is a big deal, but uh, it just means that there's a 270-day limit for a legal challenge to projects like this under the California Environmental Quality Act. Now, not every project qualifies. In fact, the Delta Tunnels is an example that was excluded uh, in law from qualifying for this fast-track uh, process. But uh, Sites Reservoir did qualify. The governor certified it. And uh, it doesn't mean it, there's any less of a standard that it has to meet. Uh, still, all of the requirements of CEQA are in place and have to be have to be met. Uh, it just limits the length of time so that a long protracted court case like we've become accustomed to for many years in California has to be on a shortened timeline. Get this thing in front of a judge, try the case. Uh, you know, reject it or accept it, but move on so we can we can start building infrastructure the way we used to in California. And again, it's not just about farmers. It's not just about the environment or urban areas. It's about meeting the growing needs of everybody that lives here in California. I'm curious, would you say, you know, not just with the Sites Reservoir Project, but with other water infrastructure projects in the state, would you say that environmental review aspect of the process is is typically what what holds it back or is is that just in combination with a lot of other things? Well, it's it's not so much the actual environmental review that's holding it back. It's the ability to slow down the process by using the courts with uh, uh, just these long protracted cases um, with appeal after appeal. This simply says, if the if the project has met all of the legal requirements and it's still going to court, there's 270 days uh, on the calendar to to use to challenge to challenge a project. And I think that's smart. It it still holds project proponents accountable to meet all of the the environmental things in California that are important to people. It's why we have laws like this. It just shortens the ability to challenge them in court. Well, all right. Thanks for that, Mike. We're going to be right back after a word from our sponsors here. Agroplante is the leading manufacturer in specialty products. 
Aquaplante formulates products that rise to the challenge of today's growing conditions. Saline and sodic soils reduce crop yield and cause significant crop losses. Aquaplante developed Cation EX5 Plus with growers in mind to manage soil salinity. With multiple years of research, Cation EX5 Plus has proven to be an excellent source of calcium and an effective soil salinity manager. Run it through drip irrigation without any issues. Simplify your application method with innovative and efficient formulations. Alleviate salinity stress with Cat Ion EX5 Plus. Agroplante. Imagination. Innovation. Science in action. We're thrilled to announce that the North Valley Nut Conference is taking place on January 31st at Silver Dollar Fairgrounds in Chico, California. This event is held in conjunction with University of California Cooperative Extension. It's a golden opportunity for professionals in the tree nut industry. Network with our exhibitors and sponsors who are committed to your success in the orchard. Earn valuable continuing education units and expand your knowledge on the latest industry trends. Listen to our expert speakers, share valuable insights and practical advice, but attendance is filling up fast. So make sure you visit myaglife.com backslash events and register today. We hope to see you there. Hi, we're back talking with Mike Wade of the California Walk Farm Water Coalition about updates to the Sites Reservoir Project and the importance of improving the state's water management system. So Mike, I'm curious, um, what, what other important projects are there in the state this new law could potentially apply to? Uh, obviously, the Sites Reservoir Project is, is not the only um, potential addition to uh, the state's water management system. Um, you know, I guess, what are the legal challenges it would look to address with some of these other projects? Well, I think two of the big ones that uh, that are um, part of the governor's goal are, include transportation and energy. And we all know by 2045, California is supposed to be uh, energy independent in terms of, um, of uh, renewable energy and meeting all of our energy requirements through renewable sources. That's going to require hundreds of thousands of acres of new commercial grade solar. And there may be challenges for that. Uh, the transportation in the state, if you drive up and down, I-5 used to be a fantastic way to get from one end of the state to the other. And now we're always running into traffic jams and slowdowns and, uh, and transportation infrastructure, rail uh, in communities for smaller projects, getting people around regional areas, uh, getting new freeways built. Those are the kinds of things that uh, again, if they meet the standard, the test under the Environmental Quality Act, they're going to be limited on the length of a court case to get them built. But those two, I think, transportation and infrastructure are two of the biggest ones that are transportation and um, and power uh, energy infrastructure are two of the big ones that uh, that are on the governor's agenda. Definitely. And maybe that's something important to note here, Mike. I guess it's it's obvious now that you mention it, but it didn't occur to me that this this new uh, law for, for fast tracking these projects doesn't just apply to uh, water infrastructure projects. It applies to any infrastructure project. And, and like you said, with the electrific electrification of our our grid is, is kind of a hot topic. A lot of folks, you know, with our current laws don't think it would happen by the time they say it will. Um, so that seems like a pretty big development. Yeah, energy is very important for the state. Uh, there are concerns about farmland being uh, converted from productive ag land to uh, solar facilities. 
but we're seeing a lot of flexibility in the management, the construction of these facilities going on land that's no longer productive because it doesn't have a water supply, finding ways to integrate that with existing agricultural operations. I think there's some real innovation going on that is going to help not only meet our energy requirements for the state, but help rural areas that have been decimated by water supply shortages, uh, where it's a one-two punch. We will potentially be adding to infrastructure so we can deliver more water to some of these beleaguered areas, but then ones that uh, maybe because of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act won't have a water supply. Uh, it gives people that are landowners uh, an option. It gives them a lifeboat for continued economic uh, development in their area when perhaps some sort of agriculture or at the scale that it was in certain areas has been diminished. And mostly that's as a result of our reduced ability to deliver water to those areas. Definitely. And, you know, thinking big picture, Mike, I mean, um, reservoirs, of course, you know, while a great tool, um, aren't they're not the only way to improve our, our water resilience here in the state. There's other management strategies that, that don't involve, you know, such, I guess, large infrastructure projects like reservoirs. Could you maybe explain some like kind of recharge projects or, or things of that nature that may be a little less intensive that that can still benefit the state here. Yeah, sure. Uh, the The Public Policy Institute of California just had a conference in which they looked at our water supply and the challenges that we're facing, and and the result of that of the discussion and the panels that that were part of that conference said things that uh, I think a lot of people understand. We need to uh, adjust to a changing climate. We need to be able to capture water during wet years, like we had this year. A good example, Sites Reservoir. If it had been online going into this year, we could have saved 700,000 acre feet of water for a variety of different uses. That's enough for uh, 184,000 acres of farmland or 1.4 million families around the state. That's a huge ability to meet water supply needs. But you're right, it doesn't have to be big projects like that. Smaller recharge projects in the San Joaquin Valley where we're seeing flood flows like we had this year on the San Joaquin and the Kern River and the Cahuilla, uh, areas where we can divert that water and get it out to farmland, get it back into the ground uh, and, and make it available in the future is a huge benefit. And in areas where there might be legal challenges to this, uh, certainly SB 149 provides a glimmer of hope in order to, to get some of these projects built, uh, to capture water when it's wet, to move it to areas where uh, we can put it in the ground and, and you know, meet our sigma requirements and meet water supply requirements going forward in terms of, uh, of sustainable groundwater management. Definitely. Thanks, Mike. And, and one last one for you here. Obviously, SB 149 is, is a, a, a huge development for the state with these infrastructure projects. But I mean, maybe thinking about other ways here, how else do you think the state could improve in, in really any other way when it comes to executing these projects that, that improve water management? Well, I think, um, I think we're seeing a change in, um, in an understanding about the ability to meet the infrastructure needs of 
the California population, whether it's energy, whether it's transportation, housing is another big one. Uh, but with the governor getting behind this and Senator Caballero authoring the bill, um, just reducing the imposition that CEQA has on projects that don't get us better projects, it it limits the things that get built in the state. And in the end, it reduces the quality of life for the people that are here. And I think uh, these bold actions to, to build more and to do more to meet our needs, not just on farms, not just meeting environmental needs, not just meeting housing needs, but uh, looking at the collective future of California and finding ways uh, to make that better, to get people the resources they need, to have jobs, to build these projects. It's, you know, I see positive, uh, a positive future for the state. And I'm hopeful that uh, that the attitude is starting to, to turn around and see that we need to provide things for people as well and do that in a way that's sustainable and it protects the environmental values that we've had for a long, long time here in California. That's great. Thanks, Mike, for that commentary, you know, on the Sites Reservoir Project and really the future of water here in the state. It's glad to know that, you know, folks like you do have a positive mindset about the future of water here, uh, especially with the passing of of bills like SB 149 here. We, uh, We appreciate you being here and chatting about it today. Well, thanks, Taylor. You have a great show, and I'm really happy to be on it and uh, appreciate the invitation. Great. Thanks, Mike. This is Taylor Charleston from My Ag Life. Thank you for listening. Subscribe for updates, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.